Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Welcome back to the Bradfoe Show. I think every time that I'm starting off these episodes, it's typically after some bad stuff. Uh, when I've been away, the Sox are hot. And right now, the Sox just lost a three-game series against the lowly Washington Nationals. They let up a whole bunch of runs. And it's just the bipolar Sox. That's, I, I don't know how else you can describe them. Um, it's weird to even call them the, the mid socks because you would expect them to be beating the teams that, you know, they should beat, like the Washington Nationals, the Oakland, Pittsburgh, the Reds. And instead, they're just picking up games against, I mean, like Detroit, you can't really point to as a team that they shouldn't be beating or that they should be competitive with. Detroit's a lowly team as well. But it's just weird where the team is at right now. Chris Sale, after having a hot comeback, is floundering and i have a feeling that that's where he's going to be for a good amount of time but before we kick off this episode so let's energize ourselves with a little mcfarlane baby sammy how are you doing introduce yourself with a little oh, McFarlane. i feel great right now because of mcfarlane i'm not even thinking about the red Sox. thanks mcfarlane gordo you know that guy that picture of the guy on Facebook where he like he's he's frowning and then someone comments like how like a smile would be nice and he says there's nothing to mm-hmm. smile about in my life. I think I have one thing to smile about right now and it's McFarlane and that's just about yeah. it. Thank God for McFarlane, you know. I know. What would we do without it's him? It's like it's like the pyramid of success. It's what uh like I don't know, home, uh loyalty, um I don't know, like food. And then McFarlane is the base like that. That's your pyramid of success for a human being. And you've got it in the right place because without McFarlane, it all comes crashing. That's Maslow's 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 pyramid. Yes. (laughs) And that's how it goes. McFarlane's your base. Philosophy. Yeah. 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 That's where we're at. That's, that's, that's that GW education. Hey, hey, hey raise let's high, baby. Not, let's not talk any Red Sox today and just talk philosophy. Yeah. Uh, Socrates, thoughts? Could have been a uh, better pitcher than Mauricio Jovera. Ooh, that's a hot take. Eh. Um, the Greeks, known for their hurling, uh, inventors of javelin, uh, my phone going off in the middle of an episode, like a barbarian. 
uh, not like Socrates. Socrates would be like, you need to ask more questions in life, Cooper. Your thoughts on that, Gordo? It's I, I, he would have been a better pitcher than Joe Vera, but he also would have been a better pitcher than Sale, Winkowski, and Murphy. He would have been a better pitcher than every single pitcher that pitched for the Red Sox today. Yeah, n- not just today, this entire series. It was, it was an ugly series, yeah. top down for everyone that is throwing the ball to the plate. Um, I mean, who? And hitting. Yeah. It's tough, though, because they came back alive at the end of the game for game three that they dropped. I mean, it was an ugly, ugly pitching performance that makes you forget about, you know, the grand slam or the two run shot. But that's just where you're at. Cassis also hit a home run like that's I, he can that's do all no just like forgotten Every, because of how ugly that was. Everything I slash we say about the Red Sox offense in this episode, let's just like have a little disclaimer out there. It doesn't involve Costas and it doesn't involve Reyes. Those two guys are, those guys are free of of any sort of criticism or whatever that they're going to get. We might be talking the at the end of the season about who had a better year between Devers and Casas, which is insane to think if you think back to March and April. It's close. I think Casas is Cassis. definitely having a better. Like I don't even. Cassis. I don't even think. I don't even think. Like, can you even make the argument for Devers? Like, he has more homers and RBIs. But, like, Devers has been consistently streaky. Like, it's not like it's... It's just underperforming for Devers. It's not like he's had a slump. He's been, like, on his game. Like, Casas was, like, a build-up. Like, before he was really bad, but probably since June, he's been one of the Red Sox best hitters. Thank God all those those send him to AAA guys, they're gone. No more of those people. Maybe uh, there's a few stragglers, but come on. This guy's. Oh, it's just a bit. It's a bit at this point of year. <laughs> like, oh, there's some people, man. There's some people on some certain like, radio there are stations so many that guys. are a massive bit. <laughs> there are so many guys on this team that you could be rightfully criticizing for their for their performance over the last, we'll say, since since the team went to the West Coast with the Giants series. It's been about. 18 to 20 games since then. And there's been a bunch of guys on this team who have not hit since they went back out West endeavors honestly might be on the top of that list. I know he hit the ball further than anyone on the Red Sox has hit it all season today. But before that, I, I, and I'll take credit for the Homer. I basically hit that Homer because I had sent out the tweet and I'm going to pull it up as I'm talking here, but Devers dating back, it was 18 games that he'd played dating back to that San Francisco series. He was 13 for his previous 59 with one home run across that span before he hit that one at the uh, yeah. in the seventh inning. So that's this is your this is your franchise guy. This is your 300 million dollar guy. This is your middle of the lineup guy. The one guy in the lineup that pitchers are supposed to fear. And like, granted, I'm gonna put Costas in that class. But like going into the season, you only had one. You were only expecting to have one, and it's Devers. And he just hasn't mm-hmm. been that guy for I mean, that's quite some time. Who you point the finger at? We all love Devers on this show, but he's been awful. Great home run today. Oh, yeah. Happy he hit that. But like you just said, since San Francisco, he's been awful. He's done nothing, and the defense has been bad too. He's he's been a net negative for a few weeks now. And I hate talking negatively about Rafael Devers, but it's the truth. He's been so brutal for this team, and if he's not going, I don't know how anyone could possibly feel good about this team right now yeah it's it's interesting 
because like there's other guys that haven't been performing like like Duran obviously came in and got a big hit today, but he'd obviously been slumping too. But like Devers is supposed to be the engine that makes this whole operation go. And it's very clear, like we've all said that the offense has been sputtering since they went out west to San Francisco again. And it's just interesting that when I was looking through the game logs, that that's exactly when Devers' cold streak started. Like as soon as Devers got cold, yeah, and, the and offense look, got cold. Pablo Reyes, awesome story. But you can't be relying on that guy. That can't be your spark plug all year. Maybe a game or two, a series. But we need the big bats to hit. And it's been, it, and it's not just Devers. I mean, rather than going through everyone who's been playing poorly, it's been just Casas performing. And you can't win like that. It's just frustrating. And the only saving grace right now, the only thing we have left to hang on to, is that they've done very well against good teams. And that's pretty much all they got left. The rest of the way, if you want Yankees in that group, and the it's Yankees. Red Sox Yankees, though it's never going to be easy. So that's why I was going to say, like the temperature check. I'm not too worried right now. Like I'm still feeling good after. As I'm feeling how I felt after the Detroit series. Like I'm still not sure what to feel of this team. The loss is kind of like confirmed. I shouldn't be fully on board. The only plus side is that they play really well in the division. Like I. I think that's what they have going in their favor and the fact that they can play up and they've shown that they've played up and maybe they can kind of bankroll that. I know the last series against Toronto was kind of an embarrassment and when people really started jumping off the train, but there is a potential here to start winning in your division and really cement where you can be in the playoffs down the road. We're doing a bit of a Friday here. And to, to kick off your point there, Coop. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It, we're doing a bit Sorry, of a Sammy. freaky Friday. I feel like normally I'm more positive coop a little i'm yeah i'm i'm usually the yeah negative wait, what I is don't this feel i don't feel good about the team sale looked we, we haven't even gotten to sale oh my god i know the numbers were okay but holy moly what was this fastball averaging 92 today you can't live like that it's been it was his lowest average velocity game yeah. all year that is a red friggin flag and you know who he faces next the astros in houston so that'll be fun yeah, I mean, I, w- I want to go back to Coop's point about the division play too, just because I think that that's the one thing that you kind of, and when you're hanging on to hope as a Red Sox fan, that's kind of the one thing you got to hang your hat on is that the teams that are in front of you, the teams that are catchable or the teams that are going to need to be catchable for you to make the playoffs are the teams you're going to be playing. Like we look at the Rays as they are super far ahead of the Red Sox and they are. But they've got a couple of series left with the Rays. And if you go on a run there, like and, and the Rays perform like their roster says they should be should perform, they don't have practically any starting pitching left besides Zach Eflin. We know what's going on with Wander Franco. Like, who knows if he's gonna play the rest of the season? Like their their offense, their staff, like it's all it's all downhill for the Rays roster wise. Like you take care of business there, you win the games you need to win against Toronto. Like, yes, it's still very much for the taking. I don't feel good about it because there's just not very much time left and there's two teams they need to catch that they're three and three and a half back of. But like, it's not like the teams that you need to catch. Like you're you're either playing them or or with the Mariners case, you're not playing them, but they've got a pretty tough schedule. Like I know that they finish with like nine games against like the Astros and the Rangers or something like that. Like So like, yes, it's doable. And to Coop's point, in theory, you should feel pretty much the same after the Detroit as you did after the Detroit series, but I don't. I feel this worse. Is crazy. 
Oops, you lose two out of three to the Nats. Yeah. Show. This has never happened. I I don't know. I yeah. I think it's because I've accepted that. Like, do you view this team as a playoff team that is fighting to get on the inside? So, so the weird thing about this team is they haven't been great this year. We've called them the mid socks all year, but if they get in. That's a pretty tough matchup. You got Sale, Paxton, Bayo. That's tough. If everyone's healthy, which they are right now, that's not easy for anyone. It's just, can they consistently do it on a daily basis? That's what, like, because I've, I've kind of accepted that, like, they aren't a playoff team right yeah. now. So if they do, like, strap together wins, that's awesome. That's why I'm, like, kind of positive about this. Like, I've, I, I've, I've accepted death. That's kind of what this is right now. We're getting that more. That might be what it is. This is really the philosophy it, episode. Um, so like it really it is cool. Yeah, like I don't really think that this team can punch their ticket, and if they do, that's awesome, and I think that's going to be something fun. Like I feel like that's how twenty twenty one we started to view that team. Like that's why twenty twenty one was such a fun team to mm-hmm. watch because you weren't really sure if they could get that far, and once they did get that far, you were kind of like, all right. Let's see what they can really strap together here. And they ended up kind of proving that they were a well-put-together team. And that's kind of where I'm at with this 2023 team. The thing with the 2021 team is they would surprise you and win games that you feel they shouldn't win. I don't feel like this team has done that. I feel like they sometimes beat good teams where you're like, wow, I didn't think they'd win that game. Good for them. But there's never been a a day like today where they came back from a huge deficit and had a a crazy win, and these guys fall short. I, I don't know. I just... Pablo Reyes, uh, walk off. Excuse me, sir. It wasn't really a, I mean, put some, put some respect on Pablo. I mean, okay, but there you go. It's against, but no, I do understand what you're saying. It's never a large deficit. Like if they're losing, they're losing. If they're winning, it's not like it's going to become like a huge cat and mouse game. Weren't they like leading baseball and comeback victories though? Like I, I agree with you. It doesn't feel like they ever, like, it feels like when they go down, they stay down. But I remember, I don't know, maybe it was just like an April and May thing, but I remember that stat. Like, the Red Sox were like tops of the league in comeback victories. There's no way it can be that still. But I remember that stat. Do you yeah, guys remember that stat? Yeah. Not and, really. And also, similarly, parallel maybe, they're kind of like the Cialis Red Sox. After, if they're up, they stay up. They don't lose games late, so that's good. But, like, I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. All the things that people are saying to kind of keep that shred of hope. There's, there's always like a, yeah, but, yeah, but. So it's just it's frustrating. And you the talent on the field is there. There's so many talented guys. And this isn't a situation where you can blame Hein Bloom or Alex Cora. You got five all-stars on this team and a few guys who should be all-stars. And you can't beat the Nationals in an important series? Like, come on. Get it together. That's that's All the right. thing that I think is the I've most frustrating. Ooh. 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 I've got the stat that so most comeback victories in 2023, and this is per champsorchumps.us. So bear with me here. The Red Sox have the third most comeback victories in baseball with 34, but but only one of those comeback victories was in the ninth mm. inning. And almost every other team in baseball has at least multiple most teams have three or more like it's weird the red Sox and the orioles are at the top of the list in comeback victories and the the orioles have 36 and they company. don't have a single ninth inning comeback that's good company. But like you look at a team like the marlins have 31 comeback victories and eight of them have been in the ninth inning so like i feel like the Sox maybe early on in the season got down early 
and that like they're down like three to two in the fifth or something, yeah, and then they come back, quote unquote, and win that game. On. I remember that. But like it doesn't happen anymore. Like if they're down, like it feels like for the most part when they've been down in the eighth inning, like that's like honestly with the Red Sox, it feels like whatever whoever's winning after seven wins do you, for the most part. Do you contribute that to like the starters kind of figuring it out? I mean, the starters haven't fully figured it out, but I feel like the starting situation at the beginning of the season was so much worse than what it is right now. Yeah, you're dead on. That's absolutely it. Because we would go down in like the first inning That's every when they day. Were hitting. That was it was bad. We, we had a show yeah, they were where we all talked about it. It was it was middle of the season. They were hot, and we were talking about they went down four nothing or something. And I remember us all of us being like, "Oh, I felt like they were going to win, and they did, which was great." Remember when they could hit like they did today? It's just, I mean, okay, prime prime Adam Duvall tonight. That was a beautiful today, time when they were down ten to seven in the ninth, and you got a leadoff single from Verdugo followed by a double by Jaron Duran. And then you got re- which by the hold on, hold on, hold on. Huge shout out to Jaron Duran. Yeah, we love you, Jaron. Dude, dude was yeah, like something was going on there that I think a lot of people now understand the situation and what's been going on. For him to come up in a big spot like that, it, yeah. I want to give him his flowers there. So sorry to interrupt there, but All shout good. out snap, snap for uh Jaron Duran. All right, continue. So, uh bottom of the ninth inning, ten to Major seven, props. Red Sox are losing. Verdugo leadoff single, Jaron Duran double. And then you got Reese McGuire up with two men on, no outs. Did you guys have any faith that the Red Sox would win that game? I had a little bit. I don't know. I don't I know why I'm positive Coop right now, but I had a little bit of faith. Like I'm at the point where I'm like, this is the fun Sox. Let's do something fun here. Like I don't want to think negatively anymore because I understand that like, like I said, this isn't going to be a team that's going to make a massive run in the playoffs i think personally so i just want to see fun games from here see, on out okay. and, and it's gordo you might you might be able to pull this up right now because i know you got the stats on your page but when devers came up in the ninth with two men on as the tying run no shot all year long every time it's a big situation like that he'll overswing and he'll roll over or strike out and he struck out you know and he hit a home run earlier because they were down by five or four because he's relaxed up there the approach has just been and I don't want to sound like some schmo trying to tell Raphael Devers how to hit. That's insane. But you can tell the approach has been a little confusing. And it just today, perfect example. Golden opportunity. Is the elbow too high? Uh, yeah, you got to lower your elbow. Bring the hands down a little. Lower the elbow? How, what would you say? Lower the elbow? Think, uh, did, yeah. Did you guys I, have, yeah. Oh, ooh, maybe a little, little eucalyptus. Did, did you guys used to have like, coaches in Little League who'd be like, put your elbow up. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, That's such a yeah. And looking back, I'm just like, why? You have hands no up. idea what you're talking I had, about. I had hands up. You're here because you yeah, used to parallel like to the years. Anyway, but the point being, with Devers in a clutch situation, and, and this might be due to him being the guy now who's got the big contract. It feels like he's swinging out of his shoes, and that never, ever works for anyone, ever. I don't understand it. It's just frustrating. And you, 
you know what, Sammy? It, 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 yes, you're right. It has been the case this year. But to be honest with you, I feel like that's kind of been a thing with Devers kind of his whole career. Like when he gets up in those big spots, you see a lot of strikeouts because he's he's trying. He tries too hard. He cares so much. Like that's just who he is. Like he wants to come through in those spots and hit the big home run. But more often than not, it's resulted in, in what it resulted in today. And the Nationals, you know, Ruiz was setting up like a foot outside the zone, two straight pitches. He took the first one. I, I, I was pretty impressed he did it did the same exact pitch again and he chased it because that's the scouting report on him. Big spot right there. You just throw outside the zone and you get him to chase and worst case scenario, first base is open. You deal with a quote unquote yeah. easier hitter next. This also isn't a new trend with Devers like kind of getting, I don't want to say lazy, but lazier as the season goes on. Um, you know, sometimes getting a little puffier. Um, that is like, like Rob always Puff. mentions that like as the season goes on and the per diem stack up, like so does, Devers a little bit. <laughs> that's um, funny. So, like, I this isn't like something that's abnormal of Devers, I think. But it's also, I mean, come come September, do you think he's going to be able to turn it back on? Like, is he the type of player to be a dog to have that dog in him and just like turn have it that on? dog I, in him? I think like Dever, like I'm not concerned about Devers in the clutch, and maybe that's just because of how he handles Garrett Cole often. Oh yeah, but. I, can't wait for I just think he's like one of those players where he's like Ortiz and just like he once it's the playoffs, it's like, all right, this is like kind of my time to play. I'm not concerned about him. I just, I just wish he would chill, man. Chill, chill. Just relax. Yeah, Get a single to left field if dude. you have to. We'll clap. Still good. Yeah. Raises everything. Some Billy Bean I got, I got another one for yeah. you guys. And again, I'm sorry to everyone listening and you guys for being so negative. What is going on with Yoshida? I understand he needs no, yeah, he needs yeah, his rest. I get it, but you just turned thirty. How much rest does this guy need? You just DH most of the time, or you play left field. He needs to be off his feet, like, man. I, mean, I, I just—it's tough, dude. Like, because I, I don't need. What do you do? Season, what do you do? Like, it's, it, give the guy rest days. He just had three days off, three days, and he pinched it last night. Fine, off day. Uh, positive bench. bench. And I know he had two hits today, two little singles through the ground balls to the infield, but it's just like, how, what's this going to be like next year? He's going to be 30, 31 next year. Positive Coop. Please positive Coop. Positive Coop. I need it. Great. Positive Coop. So like how how we kind of went into this, we knew that Yoshida was going to be needing rest days, but obviously like I, I agree, like you're supposed to be an everyday outfielder. It would be great to have you every day. Um, but the league he was playing in before also had a shorter amount of games and everything. So the whole ramping back up into maybe what he can do in an MLB season without burning him out in his first year, maybe that's the deal. And as we look at next year, they'll definitely kind of like tell him and sit him down and be like, Hey, you have to play X amount of games this year. Like there's going to be a whole lot less resting going on. So again, positive coops back in the house. Thank you. The season doesn't matter. When he does play games, we should really cherish it just, and just appreciate it. Cherish it, man. I'm just concerned, I'm man. just trying to be I'm, positive, I mean, man. Listen, I'm just... he probably has the second easiest physical role on the team. He's either DH yeah. or left field. No, this one's hard what to do, defend. What, like, and I like him. I like him. And, and the thing that sucks is like it's, you're playing the Washington freaking Nationals. Yeah, it's like. It's not like you're playing the Dodgers. Like you, you, you're not going to be having to go 100. percent I'm sorry to say that to the Washington Nationals. That's 
that's one of my home cities. Like that's an adopted city for me. I love the Nats. Go 2019 and whatnot. Whoop de whoop. Go get a good old. Go get a Nats yeah, dog Gordo, at you Nats understand? Park. I miss Nats Park. Going to the Navy the Yard, solution. but you should be whipping them. Like they aren't a competitive team, and like Yoshida should be playing. Like I, like that's what I don't understand about yeah. that. And yeah, I agree. Like I agree with you, but I'm also trying to look at this as he's ramping up. Like he's still technically a rookie. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I got the solution. Do you guys see the video of him on the scooter? Don't yeah. allow oh, yeah. him to take scooters next year. He's on his feet. Make him take Uber to every game. No, 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 no. Give him a hover. hover that works too. Like the it's little wheelchair. No. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's hover around? You didn't like that action? No, I'm just imagining Yoshida arriving <laughs> <laughs> to the game to play. He's not hurt. He's just taking his wheelchair to the game. I hope he would have like a pimped out. You've his got the dog fans. in his lap. Hold up. He pulls up with his bot. Is it a Boston or a French? It's a French bulldog that he has. I think it's a Frenchie. I think he's right. got a Frenchie. He, like he has like his Frenchie in his lap pulling up to Fenway. He parks. He rides a wheelchair even though he's healthy. You've got like. You've what do you think is the most like outlandish the non, non-combustible engine vehicle Yoshida can take to the park? He has to, be, he has to sit the most too. What? He has to be sitting. He can't stand. He's yeah, it's the most outlandish non-combustible engine vehicle Yoshida can take to the park. Well, if you're looking to be uh, energy efficient, he could always he could have one of those bikers with the uh, with the little chariot behind them that drive around Boston. Okay, around Fenway Park, he'd have one of those guys those, pick him up every what about day. Those water jetpacks. He could take a water jetpack to Fenway. There's no water source on Jersey Street, you Just Sammy. Pick him up to one. Get a grip. I'm losing. I can't stop thinking about. Has a water. Got to be tank. a fire hydrant somewhere. Come on, I can't fire hydrant coops. We'll make exceptions. I want a tandem bicycle. And he has to pick a different player every day to Why ride. Why don't we with do him. it? Why don't we all pitch in, take Yoshida to Fenway, and he yeah, can I'd be in the it. passenger side? And what about like those those um, bar bicycles that go up and down Nashville? Yeah, that everyone rides on. What if we had? Oh one of those? yeah, pitch in. it's like it's I the whole that. Bradfoe crew and Yoshida. <laughs> Brad, we each we we each do a series. Like okay, Coop, uh, they're playing Detroit for three games. You have to take Yoshida to the ballpark every day. Are you set? And you're like, yep, yep. I got my tandem bike. Yep, I got And then this. I'll do the next series, Gordo. And Rob can pitch in, Pat. It'll be great. Coop, I've got an idea. You know rained. how those bikes, that, or what you're talking about, the Nashville, the Nashville yeah, 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 things yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where everyone's pedaling? Those things are like bars. And ours, only liquid IV. I'm down. All right, yeah, we're, we're, we're hydrating on our way to the game. We're getting Yoshida ramped up and so, ready. So we say he's going to be so hydrated. He's going to be the most hydrated he is. He's going to be done. soaking wet every game. So we saved Yoshida's career pretty much. Stopping. Yeah, no, we we just figured out how to unlock the MVP in wow. him. Uh, you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. And now he's, uh, and get so, better too. Oh my god, next level. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's going to be great. If you had to give an MVP to one person from this past series, uh, who would it be? Hmm. Paxton, good start. Good start. Who, how did we win the first game again? I don't even like remember Paxton, how we won Paxton that game. Six innings, gave up two runs, three strikeouts, five hits, if I remember correctly. Oh, I know who it is. No, the MVP, it's a collective MVP. It's the bullpen for that first game. 
because they all like Pavetta went four and a third, four runs, and then you had Bernardino, Schreiber, Martin, Winkowski, Jansen come in and just shove it right down the Nats' throat. No runs like that. That remember how we were feeling after that? It was like, oh my god, the Red Sox have the you best should bullpen beat the in Nationals baseball every single friggin' time. They're the Nationals. They have jeter down starting games for them. My God, their middle infield is is was DFA'd by the Red Sox and traded for Austin Davis today. And then that was their middle infield. First base too. Manessis, uh, everyone. They're they're entire field. Oh, true. <laughs> and and first base. My God, this is this is making me angrier about. <laughs> they're so bad. How did the Red Sox lose to them? G- I don't know if you guys listen. Um, my MVP of the series. This is even going to make you guys cringe harder. Michael Chavis. I never said it had to be a Red Sox. Uh, oh, cool. Hit himself a home run against the Red Sox. You know? Did you guys? You, That's a little like, this is what you gave you up on. You knew it was on. coming. This is a little like the girlfriend walking away and she looks over her shoulder and she's like, this is what you're missing. He, that was Michael Chavis. There. Dude looks like a Greek god yeah, out Yeah, I don't there. know what happened. He it's kinda... his second homer of the season. Of course it comes second? against the Red That's Sox. That was his second Vasquez. home run of the year. They got theirs. Oh, yeah, Vasquez. Vasquez has tied the game back then, too, too right? right? Or yeah. did it give them... Yeah, yeah, that was his first. And they couldn't stop talking about it on the broadcast. hit of the entire season, I believe. You, you should have heard... Didn't OB said it, say it like seven times the game before? Oh, It was crazy. I like It was, a, it was an obvious broadcast. Can we talk about it's the thing, thing that I... Uh, you can say it. You can say okay. it. All right, you got you got two minutes starting. So I don't now. need to. I, just thirty seconds. Um, Luis Urias hits a grand slam. I know it was a nine to one game, but he hits a grand slam. His first home run with the Red Sox. Dave O'Brien sounded like he was like waking up from a nap. What the hell is that? And did you hear Will Fleming's call? Beautiful, great job, tons of energy. Company and look, man. I know it didn't tie the game Company or anything, man. but it brought them. It, it made it a ball game. I just like, ah. I'll push back on you, Sammy. I the way I want the broadcast to go. I want what they say and how they say it to reflect how I feel. And when Arias hit that grand slam, I was like, "All right, now they hit it home. Like now they freaking put some runs on the board." So I, yes, it was a lazyish call, but I honestly I thought the situation called for it, even with it being a grand slam. I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of people get on Dave O'Brien a lot for uh, like like if Vlad Junior hits a big home run, he'll yeah. go nuts for it, and it's like. Buddy, like that, that, that was yeah, against yeah, us. Yeah. Like, come on. So it's like, it's kind of like the, like that version. It's like, yeah, like great. I'm happy for the guy hits his first career grand slam, first homer as a Red Sox, but like, I'm still just sitting there. Like, That's oh why God. you always got to tune in to WEEI 93.7. The Sox booth, baby. But, no, but really, uh, Will Fleming, hats off to him. He's been doing an incredible job in the uh, Pablo MFing Reyes. You don't, there's a little, there's a little treat for everyone. He wants to say that over the air so goddamn bad. <laughs> I and I'm rooting for it. I, I'm rooting for the slip up because Pablo Reyes deserves that FCC. His, uh, at FCC, the rate, SEC, at the rate that he's F, whatever FCC. F, FCC FCC right. One of those acronyms. At the rate he's hitting these homers, Will's gonna have like four or five more chances before the season ends. Yeah. I loved um So we'll see. Yeah. I was listening to the first Our, few innings on WEI when Sale walked Jeter Downs. <laughs> Will kind of lost it. <laughs> Will Will lost it after the um the two run home run. 
Like he was just like, this is disgusting. Devers? No, no, no. Oh no. Who who uh who's to, to make it seven to two at that point or seven oh, to one? Oh Stone was seven it to Stone one. Garrett? Yes. Yeah. He was just like, this is just absolutely disgusting at yeah, this point. Like, I was just see, like, yeah, Gordo, is, uh, that's how so that's why I like swimming, is because of what you said. Yes. He sounds like how I feel. Like when he when Sale walked downs, he's like, I that is the worst hitter in Major League Baseball. That is unforgivable. And you might think I'm being dramatic, but uh, like I love that. That's funny. And it's true. Yeah. Will's no, Will's a right. goat for that. He's tall. He's oh he's, he does strapping, have some height. Stra- strapping young man. That's how I would describe him. Yeah. He is taller than I am. Yeah. Me. Yeah. That's how it is for us. Uh, but before we wrap up, any final thoughts from you boys as we progress? Uh, I mean, thought general general thoughts. Uh, Where we? What stand? do we? I mean, what do we need to see against the Yankees to feel like we have a, a fighting chance? No, I, sorry, I hate the- I, sweep. sweep. I would want to see a sweep. Sweep. They, they, that's sweep. a team they should sweep. I mean, they are so defeated. I'll tell you. I'll, although the the second game matchup. Uh, Garrett Cole versus Cutter is going to be a little tough. Cole, like as bad as the Yankees have been, Cole has still been good. But yeah, I mean, the Yankees are so down bad right now. Like you think, like at any given point this year, you think we're down bad. Like they've been down worse pretty much at Do every single one of those at moments. Any point? So for the Yankees, any point? God no. No. Oh, no. God no. Maybe for Judge's toe. I feel bad for the toe. No, like I said, not other parts of him. Just well, the that toe. contract's almost over. So. Yankees fans don't have to win. Yeah. Um, but on that on that note, socks. <laughs> Fingers crossed for Bayo tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, and tonight if you're listening. Fingers this. crossed that he looks good. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.